You're listening to the Big Cast C-Suite Edition, your source for leadership insights and inspiration with John Jan Clays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of C-Suite Interviews. I'm your host, John Jan Clays. This podcast is brought to you each month by the Big Cast Network and sponsored by our good friends at Coney. Every month, we look for a compelling interview with a business leader, and this month, we're happy to introduce you to Hala Matamog. Hala is the business and civic leader with more than 20 years' experience serving in the capacity as president and CEO. She also serves as a corporate director for two New York stock exchange companies, Fleetcore Technologies and Lem Weston, and as the board member on several nonprofit organizations. As the first female president and CEO of the nearly 160-year-old Metro Atlanta Chamber, Hala works on behalf of Fortune 500 companies to help them thrive in the ninth largest metro region. Prior to joining the chamber, Hala was the president of Arby's Restaurant Group, president and CEO of the Susan G. Komen for the Cure, and the first woman to lead an international restaurant company as the president of Church's Chicken. Hala has a Master of Arts degree in Journalism and Mass Communication from the University of Georgia, a Bachelor's in English from Georgia Southern University. She's also attended education programs at Harvard at the Kellogg School of Management and was awarded the Honorary Doctorate of Letters from Georgia Southern University. So there's a lot to know and appreciate and learn about Hala's experience. So if you're ready, put your feet up and here's my interview. Hi, Hala. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, doing great, Jonathan. How about you? Well, I'm doing really good. I'm glad that you were able to spend some time with us today. I know our listeners are going to really enjoy listening to your professional journey. And, you know, maybe that's a good place to start. If you could take just a few minutes to tell our listeners about your professional journey, how how it's come about, and where it is right now, and where it's heading. That would be great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It's, it's certainly my pleasure to do this. Um, I'm going to start with my first job out of graduate school, uh, but I promise I won't take you through <laughs> every job I've had, but this is an important way to start for me because uh, I was um, a marketing person at Arby's Roast Beef as my first job out of graduate school, and then a little later on in my career, uh, I was able to become the president of Arby's, so um, I have a, a big affinity for that brand, uh, but my first role as president CEO was at Church's Chicken, and I did that for about 10 years, and um, after uh, I left Church's Chicken, I was had the great honor of being the president and CEO of Susan G. Cohen for the Cure, which is the largest uh, breast cancer organization working to eradicate breast cancer in the world, uh, and that was, um, again, just an honor and a great adventure uh, working across the U.S. and globally, trying to make sure that we had the breast cancer messages out there for everyone and especially for underserved markets. And after um, my time at Susan G. Komen for the Cure, I it's when I did become the president of Arby's. And um, that was a great homecoming. Again, it's a wonderful brand and enjoyed that. Uh, as you can tell, I've sold uh, quite a few French fries in my life uh, <laughs> because of my churches and Arby's experience. And now my uh, current job is I am the president and CEO of the Metro Atlanta Chamber. And I've been doing that for about five years. And um, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to be able to represent my my city, my market, the place that I've spent most of my career. So uh, 
as you can tell, a lot of what I uh, get paid to do right now is to promote the city of Atlanta. Well, that's fantastic. And I want to get to about the information about the chamber. But before we switch there, um, your journey has kind of traversed a lot of different enterprises. And so what's been the inspiration behind your, your professional journey? Is there anything that's steering it? Well, it's interesting. I, I, sort of the original inspiration, I think, is um, I actually had uh, a situation where my mother died when I was 17. And at that point, it just made me think that, um, you know, nothing is given, nothing's for sure, and that I had better learn how to take care of myself. So my goal in life was to try to get to be the president of something and make sure that I could make my own way in the world. Um, I'm happy to report that um, although that has happened, I was also lucky enough to get married and have two wonderful children along the way. Mm. But it really was sort of the, you know, inspiration to to make sure that, um, you know, I was going to have roles that, um, that, you know, I would enjoy and could really, you know, be a, be a true profession. And then the other piece is that um, although I love my time in food service, um, I also really have always been, you know, motivated by the by the opportunity to work in nonprofits. So uh, getting to work at Komen and uh, getting to work at the Chamber and working with things that you know have true purpose as their uh, first thing uh, was part of the inspiration too. And um, I also get bored pretty easily. So, you know, having different things to work on and different problems to solve have, have been inspirational to me as well. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm loving the experience in the background. It's got to really help you in your current role. Maybe that's a something we'd be interested in knowing about is tell us about the Metro Atlanta Chamber. What's its mission and, and what are you doing in that effort? Well, our mission at the Metro Atlanta Chamber is to be a more vibrant and prosperous region. So it's the Metro Atlanta Chamber, which means the whole entire metro. So we're, we're over 29 counties. And our vision here is to be a globally competitive top-tier market. So um, that really encompasses three areas that we work on. One is about economic development, and that is where we make sure that companies want to move here, that they want to move their headquarters here, that they want to expand here, and then, of course, that our companies that are already here are growing and prospering and having, frankly, the talent that they need to um, fill all the jobs and to keep up with the growth that we have here. So again, first pillar, economic development. The second pillar is public policy. And when you are trying to grow a region and um, trying to grow it in in all ways, uh, not only business, but making sure that people have uh, a great quality of life um, and can fulfill their dreams, uh, we need to have a business-friendly environment. And we also need to make sure that we are always seen as a welcoming community. So we work very closely with the Georgia legislature and various other groups to make sure that this is seen as a business-friendly state uh, and that it is a welcoming place uh, for businesses to come. And then the third pillar is promotion. So anything that we can do to make sure that Atlanta 
is seen in absolutely its best light. We have so much to offer here, so much diversity, so much culture, a lot of rich things, but we've just got to make sure we've got the message out there so that people know what's here and come and enjoy it as a tourist or better yet, um, move your company here and stay here forever. Yeah, but I'm hearing a couple themes I just would love to dig into a little bit here. I'm hearing people as a focus, so talent development, but also I'd be interested in how you're seeing the economic landscape play out at Atlanta. Love to hear you talk about that. So talent and the economic landscape, what are your thoughts about that? Okay, well, I'll talk about talent first, uh, because I will tell you this, it it so much drives the economic uh, landscape here. And when we were recruiting companies uh, to move here or talking to, again, the companies that are already here, we have about 14 Fortune 500s already here, about 29 Fortune 1000s, lots of startups, lots of scale-ups. The first thing they want to talk about is talent, and especially next-generation talent, and that now includes millennials and Gen Z. And we, again, have to make sure that we have the talent here uh, for these companies. So we have something called She's ATL, and it's developed to attract talent to move to this market and to retain the emerging talent that's already here. And, you know, as you probably know and your listeners probably know, um, you know, a lot of young people move around, uh, and after college, they may go someplace um, exciting or someplace that they would like to move to. We want to make sure that Atlanta is in their um, in their list of, of destinations to consider. So we, you know, we talk a lot in Chief ATL about our unique community, our inclusive culture, and about all the expanding business opportunities. And we also make sure that um, when someone, um, you know, takes a look at our Chief ATL website and kind of gets engaged there, that they can actually see um, from some of our companies actual job openings that are available in Atlanta. And it's just another lens, you know, to take a look through for that. Um, A few of the things that we do with Choose ATL, um, we have a program called Choose ATL After Five, and that's for interns in Atlanta. And there are over 2,000 interns in our companies every summer. And we put on various events around our rich lifestyle here for um, interns to come to so that they can get to know each other, get to know Atlanta, in the desire to create stickiness and make them want to make sure they come back to Atlanta to work in those companies. So that's been a fun one. We also have a grad campaign where we um, uh, geofence basically around colleges and universities. Um, and with the graduates, we you know use things like Instagram. And then with the parents, we use Facebook. So we make sure we go after the parents and um, the students in those cases. And I could kind of you know go on and on about what all we do with digital, with a choose ATL and our digital engagement in sure. um, high-touch live events, but you, you get the drift. Well, I do, and this is not your traditional chamber. You know, I'm here geofencing, social media, Facebook, um, you know, just stepping back and taking a look at what you do well. What do you think other cities can learn from your approach? 
Well, you know, it, to your point, it's, it really isn't your traditional chamber, and, and we know that we would not be able to attract this talent if we were using traditional methods. I mean, no millennial or Gen Z wants to be truly marketed to. They want to be able to discover a city, and that brings me to another thing that we just recently launched, and it's called FIA. And it's basically an over-the-top uh, video streaming platform. If you think about Hulu, something like that, we have over 40 channels, over 7,000 videos, and just a lot you know, going on in this um, in this showcase. But what it does, it, it, it doesn't, you know, advertise anything to anybody. It basically lets Atlanta's creators and Atlanta's entrepreneurs and Atlanta's technologists, you know, tell about our culture and our creativity and what's happening here, the innovation that's happening. And so it just lets people discover Atlanta, you know, through any any lens that they want. And um, I'll tell you how we came up with the name SIA. We, you know, the name of our city, of course, is Atlanta. And a lot of times we call ourselves the ATL. But what we say is that the really cool people in Atlanta call themselves, call Atlanta the A. And so that's Thea, which is a play on the A, and it's sort of a personification of our um, of our market. And we want people to be able just to discover who we are from the very people who live here and create things. I, I like that idea. So I'm I'm beginning to see Atlanta through many different lenses that you're providing here, and one of those is is you get to talk to CEOs and business owners, and if you had a pulse check right now. What's what's their focus right now? What's on their minds? You know, I think that uh, again, I, I you know, to, not to be repetitive, but I will say again, talent is probably the biggest thing on um, on our CEOs' minds. I think also in Atlanta, we are seeing you know just tremendous growth. The last four years uh, have uh, maybe last five years have really been uh, we. We've just been what I think one would call a hot market. And so people are feeling good about that. Uh, lots of companies are moving in. A lot of our current companies are still um, hiring. And we also are focusing quite a bit on companies that are scaling. Uh, and, and as you may know, that more than 50% of all jobs created in the U.S. come from middle market companies. And these are companies that are truly um, on a you know high growth trajectory. So we started paying a lot more attention to those companies in Atlanta. And our larger corporations want to make sure that they can um, help these companies. And people like to work there at these uh, growth companies because um, they feel like they're building something. Thing, and a lot of times they can create quite a bit of net worth uh, working there. So those are kind of the, the highlights of what's on people's minds. Yeah. Hey, Leif, if you don't mind, I'd love to change gears here. And uh, you, you have to keep up with learning. It sounds like there's so much going on there. How do you keep evolving as a leader to lead your organization? Well, you know, there, there are plenty of books to inspire us out there, and uh, one of the books that I've, I've just recently been reading um, that is a very, very simple and very straightforward, and it's, it's called We Can't Do It Alone, um, semicolon, or colon, Building Influence with Simple Strategies, and it's by a man named Fred Jewell, and basically, it. This book kind of just tells you what you already know about 
um, you know, how to behave and how to, you know, influence others and how to create great relationships. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you aren't able to create a relationship with someone and have, um, you know, authentic engagement and, um, things that, that make them want to follow you and make them want to, to be engaged, uh, you're really just not, you know, not going to be getting very much done. So, so this book just really addresses those kinds of things in very, um, very simple, very straightforward language. And I just found it, you know, inspirational. It, it's, it's things again, that you, you know, you know, you know, like make it easy for others to want to help you, you know, simply be a nice person who shows respect and then others will want to help you. And then again, you know, building relationships and then motivating for action, you know, and then following through yourself and expecting that from others and the follow through coming and all this kind of, um, you know, culminates in being a leader. And there, you know, as everyone knows, there are all sorts of uh, leaders that are out there. So um, that's kind of my little inspirational book these days. No, I like it. So We Can't um, we can't Do It Alone by Fred Jewell. Hey, we'll put those in the that uh, title in the show notes for our listeners so that they can uh, find that reading as well. You know, a lot of the folks that listen to this show are emerging leaders. They would love to be the CEO like you are. Do you have any advice for an emerging leader that they should pay attention to? Well, you know, again, I would recommend this book. And then, you know, the other thing that I try to do um, is just to stay abreast of what's going on. And obviously it's part of my job, but, you know, any anybody who is, um, you know, who is an emerging leader, you know, one of my pieces of advice and it and again it, it sounds so fundamental but I am very attracted to people who are just simply highly, highly engaged in what they're doing. I mean there are an awful lot of smart people out there. There are a lot of hard workers. But do you come across people who really want to look at how to solve a problem, how to move something through, what's that next piece of action that could take place regarding whatever they're working on. And it's just a, a super high level of engagement. And I find myself being very attracted to that kind of person. And I think those kinds of people are the ones who end up being the CEOs. Um, and again, about staying abreast, you know, I you know read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Those are kind of my my two newspapers that I try to um, you know take a look at every day. Listen to CNBC because um, that can be just a fun, easy way to get a top line and and to dig in a little bit. And you know, Cheddar is a, a new business network that I know a lot of people use. And Cheddar Big News is fast paced. It's it's young, nonpartisan general news. So there are a lot of things that you know that I do that um, I enjoy doing enjoy learning and it I think it does um, it gives people you know people want to know that you're interested and you're curious about the world and things outside of what you do day to day I love that idea of being highly engaged curious you're kind of on the lookout for those who are kind of like-minded and kind of helps me transition to another thought I was having as you were talking and that's um, there's a lot of ways to learn. One of the ways we learn is from others, leaders, you know, like this show is a great way for folks to meet new people and hear about them. And, but I'm wondering, is there any historical figure that stands out for you that you kind of model after them or they had a big impact on who you are today? 
you know, the person that I would mention um, is a person who is still very much alive and well and still inventing things, and that's Jeff Sprecher. Uh, Jeff is the chairman and CEO of Intercontinental Exchange and chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. And I had the pleasure of getting to know Jeff. He was the chair of the chamber last year, so he was my boss. And um, just watching Jeff work, he is a very warm person. Um, he's um, There's a lot of laughter with Jeff, mm. uh, but he is truly one of the, the smartest people I've met in terms of seeing a market gap going and inventing something and making it work. I mean, so he, it's just, it's just been an incredible. And I think the reason he's on my mind recently is that Intercontinental Exchange just announced a new startup called BACT, and that's B-A-K-K-T. And it's a global platform and ecosystem for digital assets. And, you know, you can't go to a conference or you can't pick up an article that doesn't talk about, um, uh, you know, Bitcoin and, um, you know, cyber currencies and blockchain and those kinds of things. So, um, you know, sure enough, Jeff has uh, has launched this new business and it's a way on a secure global platform to connect investors and merchants and consumers, just making it easier, faster, more cost effective to access, trade and use digital assets. So, um, Somebody had to do it, and uh, so Jeff has done that, and um, it just, you know, reminded me again, um, you know, how brilliant he is and the, and the kind of the things that, you know, he's just going to make sure he's following the trends and, and working on the next great thing, and uh, you know, there's a $270 billion digital asset marketplace, so again, somebody's got to be playing in that marketplace. Sounds like Jeff has planted his flag and he's going to, you know, claim a space uh, in, in that industry. So really cool. Hey, um, when you're away from work, uh, how do you recharge your batteries? Do you have hobbies or something like that to kind of make you come back to the chamber ready to go again? You know, I love to read. It's definitely one of my favorite things. And I, I love to read history and biographies and that kind of thing. So reading is definitely a way to escape. Um, I am, again, very fortunate to have a fabulous husband and two wonderful adult children. Um, and they're partners, fiancés, husbands, etc. And um, so we just have a good time. And, and that's probably uh, my greatest escape these days is just spending time with my husband and our adult children and um, just simply relaxing because um, sometimes it's it's you, one forgets to do that. And um, when you've got people in your life reminding you to do it, we spend a lot of time at our lake house. I love to water ski and be out in the boat. So things like that. I'm, I'm definitely um, getting smarter about just chilling out. And uh, so that would be a piece of advice I would give to new and emerging leaders. Well, you and I share a passion. If you like to be on the water, that's a great place to recharge. It's a, it's a wonderful hobby, water skiing or being on the water, you know. Hi, Les. We're, as we're closing up uh, today's show, I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today that we haven't covered. You know, I'd just like to say thank you to your listeners. I mean, I'm so, um, you know, happy and um, excited that 
you know, younger people, people of all ages want to lead. They again, because I just think that says that they want to be engaged in the world. I mean, to me, the the saddest thing is um, when someone just sort of sleepwalks through life. There, there's so much to be excited about. There's so much to work on. There's so much to try to promote and. Um, and, and believe that you can make a difference with. I just, um, I want to thank everybody who is, is interested in, in getting out and being engaged in the world and making it just this wonderful place that we're all so fortunate to be in. That's great. Hila, thank you for being on the show today and sharing kind of your background, your experience, your passion that comes through. Um, there are young leaders who are listening to the show and they do want to step up and being able to listen to veteran leaders like yourself who are still in the game and being dynamic and making room for them to make their contribution and is, is so important. So I just want to say thank you very much for being on the show today. Well, thank you, John. I really do appreciate being featured. Thank you. Okay. Well, to all of our listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's show and tune in next month to C-Suite Interviews for another great interview. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Cast C-Suite with John Janclays. To learn more or connect with John and the CEO Corner, please visit theceocorner.com. And we always welcome you to join in on our conversation. You can connect with the BigCast Network directly by tweeting us at BigFintech, emailing us at info at big-fintech.com, or visiting our website at bigfintechmedia.com.